General Baptist Ministries has been called by God to exist for the church. We aren't here so General Baptist can help us do ministry. We are here to help the church do ministry and to fulfill its commission by God to make disciples of all nations and preach the good news to every man, woman, boy, and girl. We partner with churches because we believe that we can do more together than any one person or church can do alone. I'm Dustin Thompson, Vice President for Regional Ministries, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the Doing Together podcast. Doing Together is about sharing the ways that General Baptists partner together so that your church can fulfill its calling. This week, we have the opportunity to have a conversation focused on the next generation, specifically youth ministry. Recently, General Baptist Ministries has recruited Pastor Preston Owens to serve as our National Youth Coordinator. Preston is intentionally focusing on how we can be here for youth pastors. We know youth pastors play a vital role in the spiritual development of teens and young adults. They also help identify and shepherd youth in the areas of leadership development and callings into ministry. On this week's episode of the Doing Together podcast, Preston will be joined with two youth pastors from General Baptist churches who openly discuss the joys and struggles of serving the next generation, as well as how General Baptist Ministries is working to partner with churches for the next generation. What's up, friends? Uh, My name is Preston Owens, and I am your GB National Youth Coordinator, and uh, I'm excited to welcome you to this episode of the Doing Together podcast. And I brought along a couple of friends of mine that uh, I'm excited for you to get to meet if you don't know them. Uh, If you've never heard of them, they're people that uh, are very special to me, uh, people whose insight and opinions and expertise in youth ministry are uh, some of some of the best that I that I know, and and I'm excited to have this conversation with them today. So, I want to introduce to you uh, my friend, Mr. Tyler Gilman. Tyler, tell us about yourself, sir. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm excited to be here. It's gonna be cool. Um, my name is Tyler Gilman. Like Preston said, I am the youth pastor at Generation Church in Portland, Tennessee. Um, still pretty fresh to the youth game. Um, How long you been doing youth ministry? A solid, it'd be two years in May nice. of this year. So, um, yeah. Just a pup, Aaron. Just, uh, just a young <laughs> lad trying to figure it out. Green. Um, yeah. What about your family? What's your family I like? am married uh, to my wife, Lindsay. Um, we got married in 2015. We've been married for, that, what is that math? How Seven years, years something like that. Years? Almost. Yeah. Um, probably going to get in trouble now, but I have three yeah, it's kids. It's a good thing this isn't <laughs> on video. <laughs> she's got to listen to the podcast first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good thing this isn't on video where she can't see his <laughs> face, face where he's like, uh, uh, you know, yeah. numbers. Uh, I have three kids. Um, Abigail, she's five. Um, Zeke is, he, he's two. He turned two in October and Chandler, our youngest one will be one in April. Nice. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here, Tyler. I'm excited. Um, excited to talk youth ministry with you. What about you? I got Aaron Dickinson over here on my other side. And uh, Aaron, tell us about yourself, man. Yeah. So my name is Aaron Dickinson, and uh, I am at Real Life Church in Mountain Home, Arkansas. Uh, I serve as the location pastor, but I am not willing at this point to give up student ministry. <laughs> so I also carry the weight and responsibility of that with our team there. Um, so I am. Uh, I've been in student ministry specifically for almost 10 years now. I'm a PK, so I've always been in church, but uh, serving in students for almost 10 years. Um, my wife, Kaylee, and I will be married nine years in June. Um, so she's, she's pretty fantastic. We've got two little ones and Beckham Lynn. 
So he is the firecracker and the energy to our house. And then there's Miss Blake Madeline, and um, she is the she is the joy and the pretty. I'll put it like she she's so he's four, she's one, and he's a a boy that's a boy, and she is girly girl all the way through. It's a little bit about us. Man, we're glad uh, glad you're here. I'm glad both of you guys have come together to have uh, some of this conversation. Uh, like I said already, my name is Preston Owens, and I am serving as the General Baptist National Youth Coordinator. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that and what that means uh, toward the end of the podcast, uh, so stick around, right? Um, but also, uh, I have been involved in student ministry in various different capacities now, what feels like my entire adult life uh, for you know about the last 15 years or so. I uh, got involved really first as a senior in high school, um, doing an internship with my youth pastor, and um, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to uh, impact the next generation with the gospel and um, to preach and to teach and to lead in the church, and um, yeah, God's just given me the great honor to do that now for several years, and um, I also now currently serve at Generation Church alongside Tyler um, I'm the discipleship director, so I get the opportunity to oversee uh, kids, students, and our adult uh, groups and discipleship. And so uh, that is just an incredible joy and an honor to be able to be a part of uh, what God is doing there. Um, and I'm also married. Uh, my wife is Kelly Owens. Uh, many would say that she's the better half of this combo. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you guys would all agree, too. It's a common theme. Uh, it is, you know. And uh, we have four kids, uh, Molly. Parker, Laney, and Hallie. Uh, they are 11, 9, 7, and 6. Wow. <laughs> I can't, believe, game, I can't I believe I just got that all uh, exactly right. Um, I hope so. I hope that's all right. Anyway, y'all don't know any different anyway. So, uh, but yeah, uh, that's a little bit about me, and uh, that's a little bit about these guys that we brought together today to have this conversation. And so, uh, you know, Dr. Danny, he asked us, you know, hey, would you uh, – kind of have a conversation about youth ministry and uh it's open floor what whatever you guys want to talk about and i don't know if he knows how dangerous that is <laughs> I was to, he just put three youth pastors on a that, microphone yeah, say that to three <laughs> youth pastors like uh you know uh but anyway I, I feel like we tried really hard to be mature yeah right you know and to yeah. rein it in and um you know uh i'm sure we'll talk about all kinds of various different things up in the middle of this so just yeah. hang with us right for sure um, but what we decided was it might be really cool. Uh, we know that many of you listening are uh, pastors, your youth pastors, your volunteer youth leaders. Um, you're in church leadership somewhere in our movement of General Baptists. And so we understand like that's who we're talking to today. And um, ultimately, our goal today is to encourage you, um, not like to get on here and to be like, hey, you should do this because that's how we do it. Like, that's not at all our goal. It's not our uh, intent in any way. Um, but it is to encourage you and to help you see that like, it doesn't matter what size your youth group is, what size your church is. Many of us face the same issues, uh, just to varying Absolutely. degrees at different sizes and things. Yep. So, um, man, that's our goal. We want to encourage you today. And so to do that, we thought this would be a fun topic. We're going to talk about our best and our worst in youth <laughs> ministry over the years. And I think this will be pretty fun because uh, you know, Tyler's still fairly fresh, two years in uh, full-time youth ministry. Aaron, you know, you've got almost a decade now. Yeah. I've been doing this for any, you know, just depending on when you say the start date was. Like, I don't know. I started playing music in churches and stuff when I was like 13. So like, yeah, that was way <laughs> longer ago than what Ages I would like to even admit, person. right? 
Ages, yeah, <laughs> 20 years, wow. Um, that mean you served in ministry for more than half your life then? Oh, <laughs> wow, Jeez. that's a good way to put that, yeah. Aaron. <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, that's the Back Doing to the Together topic. podcast, guys. <laughs> we're glad to talk week. to you. We'll see you next time. Yeah, uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, so we want to talk about the best and worst in youth ministry. So let's get this thing kicked off uh, on, a, on a high note, right? Let's talk about you guys. What is your, you came prepared. I know you did because we talked about this, right? And we're all good, responsible youth pastors. So we all thought about this, right? And came prepared. So uh, what what is your best? Let's hear it. And best. Um, find best because there's a lot of things that I think that are, are really cool and really good. Um, but for me, like, I really like to filter things through people. So one of my, one of my favorite stories or favorite experiences, I could put best on it, is looking back um, at specific students that are now serving in ministry or, or fulfilling that call. Um, one of my favorite stories is that's one of the reasons that youth comp became a, a, an idea that turned into a, a dream, into a vision um, for us at Real Life. Um, but I had a student um, at my previous church, his name is Sebastian Diffie, and just a high-level kid, um, his priorities were solid. He knew he was called to ministry in the ninth grade, and we were intentional in those moments. And uh, I remember going into his junior year of high school. Uh, we were getting ready for beach camp. Um, we decided that's what we were going to do that year as a student ministry, as a church. Um, if you've ever put together your own camp, much less a camp at the beach, um, finding locations are not ideal because people pick those ones up fast. So we were late to the game on that. We had a, we got a, uh, a weekend. Um, so that camp ran a Thursday to a Monday, um, from a cancellation that took place from another church and we jumped on it. And, uh, for him, he was a junior and worked all year, all summer and rotated into the starting linebacker spot, um, for the high school football team. And well, the way that the calendar just happened to line up. That became their last big team camp also. And he picked to go to church camp rather than going on the team camp. And it was a sacrifice because, I mean, just from that, no matter what a coach could say so many times, there's a, people show out in moments. And um, when you go to, you have an opportunity to prove yourself. So he lost that starting spot in that weekend. Um, and I could tell it hurt him and upset him, um, but he knew what the call was for his life. And uh, so he, we walked through that through that year and through the next one. Um, he, he, he worked hard um, to answer that call to ministry. He worked hard in football. He worked hard to influence his peers and grow in that. Um, but now to look back and to see that at that church, he is the one that's leading that student ministry. Um, so after I kind of rolled out, there's just a process of, hey, him to step in and lead that. Um, really refreshing. Um, we've got a couple right now that are at – ministry schools or they're in Bible college, that that's their calling. And um, that's my favorite thing is to look back and where so many churches are closing. Um, we feel like people aren't answering the call to ministries. When you turn the corner and you see someone stepping into their calling and owning it, uh, that that's probably my favorite, my best. Um, and then you could throw in so many different stories in there. Youth Conf last year, we did a, a dunk contest, but it was over a pool. So, like, just, like, fun stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, when you do competitions and your wife slimes you, like, double dare. And uh, you just get to, like, youth ministry is not an excuse to be immature. 
um, for sure. But I mean, you still get to have fun. Yeah. Um, it keeps, well, it's keeps what's you cool young. about that yeah. is like the fun is the doorway. Yeah. Right. Um, so many times I think we get it twisted or I've seen, you know, youth leadership get it twisted to think that like the fun is the point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, the fun is, you don't have to get rid of the fun. Like, yeah, you it's know, critical. It, it matters, mm-hmm. and it's great, but it really is just the doorway to then begin to have a relationship with, what was his name? Sebastian. Sebastian, yeah. who now you get to walk alongside Sebastian and help watch and shape the changing of his values, mm-hmm. uh, where you know football may have been of highest value to him before, and then now – uh, you get to shape that and change that. And there's a good chance that the doorway to that opportunity came through some of the fun oh, yeah. stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, dancing in the driveway and goofing off. And, I mean, at that time, we would have only been 25, 26 years old, and he's like, what is this music? Like, who are the Backstreet Boys? Like, <laughs> what? Is, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? This who is, is this? Yeah, like, this, this is music. Like, <laughs> this is the pinnacle. This is my dream. <laughs> but, yeah. Elite, so, exactly. Yeah, that's oh. oh, that's good stuff, man. Um, well, and and praise God, like Sebastian's doing it now. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, like, who knows now? Uh, like you're you're like a grandpa now. <laughs> have, oh man, you know you what have like little grandpa, your, your little grandkids in the faith over there <laughs> in Sebastian's youth ministry, right? That's, I mean, yeah, you know, Grandpa Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> they don't even know why. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. Oh uh, man, that's awesome. Uh, what about you, Tyler? Give us your best. Oh, man. Um, well, what's really cool is over the last few weeks um, at our church, we've seen, man, an incredible move of God happen um, in our church and in our student ministry. And I love Aaron's point of, like, people, man. Um, I'm really proud of his name is Braylon Britton and Alex Gray. Um First off, the Britton family at our church, they have an incredible story, um, but that's for another time. However, um, just the way, first off, that Michael and Kara uh, parent Braylon um, at 16, and what's really neat, um, he's taken a ton of next steps here lately. He was one of 43 students a couple weeks ago that took their next step in baptism, um, which is incredible. And he's on our worship team. He's one of our student leaders um, and just leading the way. I love watching the next gen um, lead the way and honestly encourage some adults. Um, Some of us were out of town this past weekend, and Alex Gray, he's another one of our students, he led on the worship team on a Sunday morning for the first time. Um, Braylon is, is leading the youth band and helping with worship and singing and playing guitar Um, and just stepping up uh, in a huge way. Um, So honestly, the last few weeks for me have just been really incredible um, because it is a long game. You know, you throw seeds for a long time or plant seeds, and, hey, there's a reality that we might not get to see them sprout or or bloom until later on in life. So it's really cool being able to see some of that um, right now. Um, Yeah, and and, I mean, what you just said really plays into what I was going to say as my best as mm-hmm. well, uh, was just the opportunity to play that long game uh, in, in student ministry. Um, the best for me was uh, I, I had an opportunity to be at a church um, for about six and a half years leading in youth ministry, and 
the way that worked out was when we got there, there was this group of sixth graders that we basically got to see them all the way through from sixth grade to 12th grade like through our ministry. And um, it also was just kind of wild that, you know, God timed our exit there at the same time those guys were graduating. And so it, it was just really a sweet thing to be able to have that, you know, to be able to see them all the way through their middle school and high school years and and that they were all like still there, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. we got to see them through that intact. Um, and I think it is, it, it is a long game. Investing in the next generation is a long commitment. Uh, it, it takes time. It takes a lot of time, intentionality, repetition, right? Um, but what's really cool is now that I've done this as long as I have, um, I've had many opportunities now to be a part of some of these students' adult moments, you know, that as they're following the Lord now as adults, I'm getting to still just kind of watch from the outside and see now uh, what they're doing. I've maintained a lot of those relationships with that specific group. Uh, Back in August, uh, I got to do one of their weddings. Uh, And now over the years, I've been able to do several weddings of students that I had, you know, and so it's cool just to be able to look back and be like, man, that investment over those years, now I'm getting to like, be a part of one of the biggest days in their life as they like, you know, build a family. Uh, and I, and I always let them know, I'm like, Hey, like I'm, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, now as you guys start your life together, you have kids like, Hey, I have kids. Like I'm here. Call me, text me, anything you need, whatever you need, let me know. Uh, and even that guy that I got to do his wedding back in August, this past weekend, uh, his sister was a senior that first, our first year in uh, full-time youth (laughs) ministry. So bless her heart. She got like the very the worst roof. of us, right? <laughs> like the, 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 hey, we have no idea what we're doing, but we love you. So just, yeah, so you know. You're literally going to her, hey, hey, what do we need to yeah, do? Yeah, what do here? we need to do to reach your friends? Because she was, she was the yeah. only one, right? But there were like a hundred of the, not a hundred literally, but like a bunch of these middle, they feel like a hundred of them. You get <laughs> 10 middle schoolers feels like a oh, hundred, yeah. right? Um, but you have uh, them who now, she was a senior our first year of ministry, And this past weekend, Kelly and I got to speak at a youth event um, in Dexter, Missouri, and she was basically the one coordinating the entire event. Awesome. And and so, like, we're working with her on, like, how we're coming to be a part of what her, you know, the ministry she's serving and doing now. And so, like, the roles were reversed. Like, we got to come and serve kind of in her thing, like the thing she was leading in. And so, man, yeah, the the best for me is just being able to see uh, those students move into adulthood uh, see that long investment that you made in them begin to pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on the flip side Ooh. of that, we're going to move to the worst, <laughs> right? Uh, that is the worst, right? Uh, Tim Hawkins, if anybody's a <laughs> big Tim Hawkins fan. Uh, but, you know, the worst, to me, kind of plays into the same thing, right? So my worst is the the thing that just rips your heart out, right? And it is the fact that, you're playing this long game. You're, you're making this long investment in these students. And, you know, some, yes, you get that experience of this, like, mountaintop moment and all throughout. Like, you get to see them throughout and all those things. And then there are others that it just feels like, man, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I, I don't know what else. Man, I that's could, like our whole group right now. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's like you just continue to invest. You continue to give it everything that you've got, 110%, you know, to try and meet them where they're at, to try and um, show them Jesus in a tangible way, just in how you serve them and 
and how you're there for them, show up for them and teach the Bible to them and all, you know, teach them to pray, do all these things. And then it still just kind of feels like, man, they, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, what do you guys say? You, you've, I mean, even in two years, have you experienced that? A decade, I know you've experienced that. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, like we, we know God has a sense of humor, right? Like, there's situations <laughs> that yeah. we're just like, hey, let's see how this works out. Like, the fact that um, that the, the most beautiful and valuable part of his creation is us and people, and he trusts us with people. Mm. And the thing that frustrates us the most and annoys us the most are people. people. <laughs> and so whether it's students or it's adult leaders or it's just the the weekend the youth pastor preaches and everybody comes up to, hey, you did a great job. And then they try and give you all the feedback to make you better, like whatever that might be. Um, there's just this. You're talking some of that hurtful helper stuff. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. of the hurtful help. Um, but like, but people, like without people, what are we doing? And like, that's what we're called to is to walk with them. And we don't have a say in when we don't have a say necessarily how and what that process looks like on their side is we are strictly to be obedient. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Like for me, the thing that, and okay, so now let's move to like the, we know you've experienced this as well. So here's like the advice moment, right? Like, (laughs) The advice in this is like, stay faithful because mm-hmm. here's the thing I have to remind myself all the time of. One, God doesn't have to let me see the fruit. Absolutely. He doesn't have to. Now, God has allowed me to see the fruit mm-hmm. of our ministry a lot, but he doesn't have to. Right. And so I just, I just give him uh, glory and honor for letting me see those things. And then I remember that because he doesn't have to, sometimes he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't, I, I will never know this side of heaven exactly what God used yep. from our ministry over the years. Yep. Um, and so there's, there's some faith in that, right, that, that will um, help you persevere. Uh, because, I mean, I'm sure most of you guys know this, like youth ministry is hard, Right. <laughs> all ministry is hard. It's not easy. It's not just showing up and putting on a game and showing a video and doing th- like, no, if you're really going to do this, like it's difficult and it will rip your heart out at times. Mm-hmm. And um, it's that faith of remembering that, man, God may never let me see with my own eyes the ROI, right? right. But I, I can trust him with it. Let Tyler chime in on this, but I want to jump in on because we keep saying long game mm. and like, I guess one of my worst, but like it's, I guess it's a pet peeve of mine or whatever. It's just, man, that, that youth ministry stepping stone to get to the next position to get to the next yes. spot. And it leaves students who are dying for authentic relationships and consistency and, a, and, consistency yeah, and accountability really, yeah. and all these things they are, because they don't have them at home, they don't have them at school, they don't know what a real relationship looks like. And as soon as it's like the person that makes a connection with them that stems from a relationship rooted in Christ, oh, but here's the next opportunity, I'm out. Like, we miss so much in the long game Mm -hmm. because we're missing the fact that, yes, honor honor God, honor your family, and then from there, 
honor those that are around you. But we discount the, like, how often do we discount our influence we actually have to these students um, that we've been entrusted with? And so if you will look, and again, you don't ever know where God has placed you for that moment. I mean, just a couple months ago, uh, I was walking through the grocery store and there was this dude that walked up and he's like, hey, you're the youth pastor at Real Life, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, I am. And he's like, I used, I used to come on Wednesday night some, and I, he was obviously like 20, 21 or something like that. So, I mean, he literally would have been, been early rolling in right when I got there. So I I, had, I did not remember who he was. Like, and so I'm like, my brain is racking, you know, like, I hope we didn't have some kind of intense conversation. And I was like, yeah, man, like, how, how are things going? And he was like, not real good right now. And that's literally all he had to say. But he walked across the grocery store to, to catch me, to catch me yeah. in that moment and just merely being available to that. And so being able to say, hey, I'm going to be consistent and be faithful in where I've been planted in this, whatever that time frame looks like. Um, and it's funny for me to say that because I know you couple, you know what I do on the side also with helping recruit for churches. But um, like students longing for relationships, they don't get them at home. Um, they don't get them at school. Well, here's the they, deal. They're going to find them. They're going to, mm-hmm. and, and they're, they're going to find gonna them, go, but they don't know, find them they don't know what it's going to look like. They don't know how to do it. They don't know all these things. And like, we're, we're there to walk with them and encourage them as best we can. Um, I think a lot of times we don't reflect in the fact that, um, that we can be selfish in our own nature and we're not, we're not looking out for what the church is needing, what the students are needing. If God calls you, God calls you, but how can you do that in a healthy way to set up the best for those students? And like, if you leave healthy, they're going to remember that. And you're still going to have a relationship with them to look back and they're going to call you for the wedding. They're going to call you in that time. They're going to call you for a reference check, all these things. How do you leave things? Um, well, the deal too is like remembering that in the kingdom, climbing the ladder does not mean climbing up. Right. The ladder is always a ladder to the basement. Uh, if you read Philippians and you read the nature of Jesus and his heart and his character was that he did not seek equality with God as something to be grasped, but rather he traded that to become a servant to all, even, even to the point of dying the death on a cross in the center, you know? And and so that has always been a reminder to me because I, I really am like, I'm allergic to, uh, ministry ladder climbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it is just always been something that to me in my ministry, I'm like, man, I'm going to go wherever I'm at. I'm going to be where my feet are, and I'm going to live in a way as if I'm going to be here till the day that I die. Now, we all know how the call of God mm-hmm. is. We all know how ministry works. Like, it may not be true that that I will be there for the rest of my life, but I'm not going to live any other way than expecting, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just changes your perspective well, like, of how you go about we get, ministry. We talk about this in our team a lot is that we get loyalty and consistency confused. Like we make yeah, them the good. same thing is that, Hey, because I'm consistent, I'm loyal mm. where consistency is a part of loyalty. Um, but we get those things confused where students need consistency and they're going to find they're looking for loyalty. And if you're just showing up every week, you're not necessarily loyal to them. But what are you reflecting? What are you doing? What are you investing? 
where you're actually encouraging them. They can come to you. They believe in you. They're for you. Are you a safe space, so, you yeah, know, for them? Exactly. But I mean, Tyler, like you're you're only two years in mm-hmm. on staff, but you served significantly for how long? Uh, well, I started serving three months in till after the church launched, and we just turned eleven as a church. Okay. So you served for almost uh, eight years, na- eight nine years, years, nine years mm-hmm. before coming on staff. So you have a relational equity with those students when yeah. you stepped in, uh, in those. And we tell our team that all the time. Like, however God's wired you, use that. Um, well, because we have to, well, I'm not going to influence these students uh, in, in my group. I I'm, have a hard time leading group where I'm not going to preach it. If you're at the cafe every week, mm-hmm. like that cafe could be the best bridge to conversation. And because they know that Miss Lynn or Miss Nancy were there every week and they handed them a slice of pizza or a Pop-Tart or whatever, like, and when they come back, like, I know somebody was consistently there and was expecting me to show up and was ready for me. Yeah, I think about Amber Everett. She helps our uh, concessions and stuff on Wednesday. Every Wednesday night, she's there. Um, and I tell um, I tell people who want to join the team, our team is broken up into two areas, connections and discipleship. But underneath discipleship is our small group leaders. And a lot of times people want to jump right in the small groups um, and all of that. And it's like, hey, I appreciate your eagerness, but um, – Back to the consistency thing. It's like this is not a I'm going to do this for a couple weeks and check it mm-hmm. out. It's, no, 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 no. If you're saying yes and you're saying I want to disciple these kids, then it's a commitment. And because we have had people, you know, jump out of all different, you know, situations. But it's like, man, you may be the only consistent thing in their life. Yep. And we want that um, to be here at church. And if you can't commit, that's okay. We have other areas for you to serve. But. So let's talk about that. What what's your worst? My worst. Um. Well, let's back up just real quick. Uh, we talked about youth pastors and preaching and all the things. This is funny. Uh, Caleb Hodges. Uh, I know him a little bit better now, but the very first time he's I ever, your worst. No, no, he's not. <laughs> well, We're talking about names. No, here, yeah, this, yeah. this guy, man. Yeah, poor Caleb. Uh, poor Caleb. We love understand. you. Yeah. Just if you case. listen, uh, yeah. I'm not sorry. However, uh. <laughs> The first time I ever preached on a Sunday morning, Caleb and his wife showed up. They were visiting our church, and they were like, yeah, we wanted to come check you guys out. Our youth pastor is preaching at our church, so uh, we thought we'd come here today. And I'm like, I'm preaching here. I'm the youth pastor. I'm so sorry to disappoint. Uh, so, they yeah, stay, I get it. The they did stay, they did, and this is so. why I can roast him now, because yeah. he stuck. So it's all good. Uh, anyway, the worst. So we talked about this a little bit before we hopped on, but I think I'm going to change it because I forgot about this. Ooh, yeah. Take. Yeah. A little, little curveball. Aaron's wearing his Yankees gear. So, yeah. Where's our uh, sound? Do we yeah. have any sound <laughs> effects? Like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> the foggle. Um, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't mean to get all, uh, down in the dumps, but, uh, this is this, uh, it's sad to say I almost forgot about this. The last two years has been crazy. Um, however, um, my worst moment was probably um, nine to ten months ago. I was, you know, barely over a year in, and um, we had a student pass away. Um, her name was Alexis, and this is the kind of stuff that it's like, wow. Um, I don't know if we talk about enough, but the weight of certain things. Um, I had just gotten ordained. I had just, um, we had just had Chan. 
So it's, you know, life is crazy. And then we have a student pass away. And you know who they asked to do the funeral? Me. Um, I've never done a funeral before. Um, it's not one of those deals. It's like, hey, I wonder how my first funeral is going to go. You know, you nobody says that. Um, and it was very, very difficult because I was still navigating everything and then trying to be there for the family. And I wanted to offer my best to the family because they deserved that. Um, she had friends in our youth group. She came to our youth group. Uh, and I just wanted, I didn't want to just, I didn't want to not steward that well. Um, however, this is what's the beauty out of that, though. Um, her brother and her cousin, Waylon and Jonathan, they were another one. They, they have taken their next step in baptism over the last couple of weeks as well and been, been able to walk through all of that with them over the last year or so. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to get it all heavy. No, However, um, that, that was difficult, and I remember yeah. vaguely standing in our cafe walking through the stuff with you and Kelly and just being like, I don't know what to do, you know? Um, that was very difficult. Um, you know, that's the stuff that nobody uh, prepares you for when they mm-hmm. ask you to sign up, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, people don't pe- – like, people do not know the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a certain weight that pastors and people called the ministry carry that people just aren't going to understand. And, like, man, that's, that's, that's hard because I've been, I guess you could say, blessed. Like, I, I've never – led a funeral or had a moment where a student's passed away. Um, so that kind of significant loss, we never walked through in a student ministry. Now we have people like tied to our student ministry, mm-hmm. that, but no one specifically in our ministry. And I think that's where circles and relationships are critical mm-hmm. because what is your worst, you got to have people with you. Yeah. And we were just in uh – uh, in Dexter this past weekend, and unfortunately there was a an accident that had happened uh, with a student, and we were sitting up there, um, and they just asked, can you guys just be available to pray? And I just felt every bit of that weight because I was thinking through the the pastor and the leadership, and it's like my heart just broke. Yeah, because it's it. like— you know what they're walking yeah, through. Yeah, and when he came in, uh, when Mitch came in, he's like, guys, I don't know. When he he dropped the news on us, he's like, I don't know what we're about to do. And it's like, I could not imagine right now yeah. when you have 200 kids and this, and you have to break the news to them. And it's just, I just broke because my heart just broke uh, for the leaders and the students. I think what's um, encouraging in all of this is uh, even in every one of these worst situations that we've talked about um we remember that god works all things together for good yep. for those who love the lord and are called according to his purpose um tyler you've seen beauty come out of the ashes of that mm-hmm. worst you know that you've had to personally walk through in that aaron same with you you've seen beauty come out of that you know that that was where mm-hmm. we went you know talking about that and then in in the idea of like, hey, we invest and we don't always get to see this uh, investment pay off in the lives of these students. Um, just a few weeks ago, I had a young guy come up to me who was also a part of that group that I got to see all the way through uh, middle school and high school. And he went off to college and he had, I mean, just straight up went uh, prodigal son, you know, like just living the life, the whole worldly uh, life and thing. And it's heartbreaking and 
I watched it from the outside on social media and all this stuff. But then I go to this worship night event and he's there and he's Mm -hmm. like, man, I can't even tell you what the Lord's done in my life. Like he's turned my life around. I'm teaching and preaching to these students now and I'm trying to get through to them. Like, man, you don't have to go and live in the world and all this stuff. He starts preaching to me and I'm like, yes. And so it's like, it doesn't matter. And this is the encouragement I want to give all you leaders listening. The worst that you're walking through right now will be the blessing of another season, I promise you. Because if you will remain faithful, God will take that worst that you're walking through and he will turn it for good one way or another. And here again is the whole thing. Like you may not get to see it, but you got to trust it. You got to trust the Lord. You got to trust him to be faithful. All you got to do is keep putting one foot in front of the next day in, day out, week, Wednesday in, Wednesday out, right? Yep. Like uh, broken stuff in your youth room one week, uh, you know, kids Make getting sure into a fight the, the next week. Guy like all, at yeah, your church. Right. Uh, um, you, know, you see, most of, <laughs> most, most of our friends listening don't, don't get that luxury oh, of man. having a facility guy to take care of, to cover their behind. <laughs> they right? are the facility guy. They are the facility guy, yeah. I appreciate right. you, bro. I got to come in at 7 tomorrow and yeah. get that mudded. Yeah, and... no doubt. I don't need any deacons to see this before uh, I get this cleaned up. Right? I wanted to share this because I, I actually challenged our leaders in our huddle the other night with this on that same vein, press. And I asked them this question, as leaders and people who work in next gen, which we all do at some capacity, are you truly okay with not seeing the harvest? Truly, like really, are you really okay with it? Or um, do you know that, hey, I'm going to keep planting these We're seeds. scatter seed, right? And I'm mm-hmm. just going to do it. If this is all I do, um, that's, that's good stuff, Preston. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Uh, we do need to shift gears because we got something exciting to talk to you Woo! guys about. Uh, I, d- I do hope this conversation has been helpful to you. I also want you to know that you can find uh, Tyler, Aaron, myself. We're all on Instagram, Facebook, all all the places. Uh, if you just go search uh, our names, I guess, is that the way to do that, right? Yeah. I'm so, kind of yeah, a mine's, here. I ain't going to lie. Mine's generic. It's Aaron Dickinson 1. So. Yeah, oh, there you go. The only one. Some, the one. Some, the one. No, some loser <laughs> some on other. Instagram has Aaron Dickinson and hasn't posted in like eight years, and I keep reporting the account what hoping it'll free yeah. up. Yeah. But one of these days. It's like in Australia one of these or something days, like that. It'll be yours. It will be. Yeah, mine's a classic uh, Tyler Gilman underscore. Oh. That's yeah. what mine used yeah. to be. And I switched ah. to the one. So I'm uh, at Owens Preston in all the places. So nice. uh, we would love to connect with you. We love making friends. We love mm-hmm. networking. Preston's phone number is. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Six one. Throw it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a 615 area? No, man. I'm nah, still in the 573, bro. 573. Yeah, so we do want to shift gears. Um, we would love to connect with you. If you have questions or if you just want to talk about something, if you just need a friend, like yeah. just connect with us. We we love this stuff. I promise you we would love uh, nothing more, if, if nothing else. Yeah, we didn't get to my worst, but I'll say that. My worst. Oh, we didn't yeah. get to your worst? No. I thought we did your worst. No, my, oh, my no, worst. No. My, I'll, I'll throw it like this because that'll work. My worst is when leaders feel like they're by themselves. Mm. That's my worst. That fits. Uh, okay. Yep. There you, you know, go. Like you're at the end of this table here yeah. by yourself. <laughs> you are, dude. We're not doing your worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because it's because of the jersey. So you feel like yeah. you're on an island. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yourself. This man's wearing a Yankees jersey. Get out of here. Tell him. Tell him about. Tell him the announcement. Uh, tell him the announcement. Tell him the announcement. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. Um, so this summer, many of you have asked, and uh, many of you have been reaching out, uh, trying to find out. You know, hey, what is the deal? This is the question I keep getting. What's the deal? with National Youth Conference, like what is happening? Uh, And, you know, the thing is, is we are lots of things shifting, changing within our movement of General Baptist. 
And one of those things also shifting and changing would be our approach to what was National Youth Conference. Uh, NYC has been a ridiculously impactful ministry for many, many years, decades, in fact, and uh, we've seen a ton of fruit of that. And I'm confident that there's things that we still haven't seen with our own eyes of the yep. value of that, right? That's what we've just been talking about. Um, and so I want to say the shift that's happening is uh, this move away from one centralized national event to more regional approach to even youth ministry. If you've been following what's happening among the General Baptists over the last few years, you know that that shift is happening everywhere. Like we're looking to get more regional in our approach uh, more opportunities in our regions for our churches to connect, for our leaders to connect. Uh, we just believe this is going to be a better way to more organically uh, invest in our leadership. Um, the General Baptists are here for the church, not the other way around. And, and so uh, that being said, what we've decided is this year, as the GB being for the church, we were like, all right, how do we take a new approach? What's next for our youth focus uh, of our denomination and uh, that's where I got to got to kind of join the conversation, uh, doing the national youth coordinator role. Um, and I want you to know that, like in the pipeline, what what the plan is is to leverage events to then connect you as youth leaders, those of you who are serving week in and week out, um, to help connect you together, help to equip you, to resource you, uh, and and just see how we can make every leader better because if we can make every youth leader better we will make every youth in our denomination better mm -hmm. and, and so that's our goal and to accomplish that what we're going to do is rather than one centralized national youth conference we've decided to as a denomination partner with a couple of other great events that were already happening already being done really well wouldn't you know it both of those events <laughs> happening at real life church in mountain home and at generation church in portland tennessee and uh, Aaron, man, you kicked off this idea of youth conf. Uh, is it okay if people call it youth conference? Are you okay with that? Like, you yeah. know, uh, I've I'm, got some uh, uh, adults on our yeah. team They're that confused. are like, what is a conf? <laughs> I don't get it. But yeah, what youth conf? conf for short, because again, this is for students, right? Yeah. Uh, youth conf. And uh, that's YTH conf too, yeah. by the way. No um, vowels. No vowels. No vowels. Yeah, we don't need no vowels needed. So uh, youth conf happening. Aaron, you guys started this, what? Uh, this will be our third year. This will be third year of Youth Conf at Real Life Mountain Home. Uh, he was generous enough to say like, man, if y'all if y'all want to do this and let's, let's team up and do this together, then our event that we've been doing the last few years hasn't really had any consistent, you know, quote unquote brand to it at uh, Generation. So we're like, yeah, man, let's just call the whole thing Youth Conf, have a couple of locations and let's see what happens. Yeah. So, as General Baptist youth all across our denomination, all across our movement, all across our regions, we are inviting you to come and be a part of Youth Conf 2023 at either the East or West location. East location would be at Generation Church in Portland, Tennessee. West location would be at Real Life Church in Mountain Home, Arkansas. Uh, what's really cool with this is and not to get like too far into the details and the weeds and all this stuff, but like, uh, Putting on a camp and a conference at a campground is super duper expensive, and it just is. It's, it's it just costs a lot of money to do this stuff. And Aaron, I know part of your heart behind even starting Youth Conf was like, I don't want to charge my students three and four hundred dollars to go yeah. to a, uh, to a camp. Uh, and I think that's that's our heart as a denomination too. Is like uh, NYC was starting to just continue to tick up in price and things like that. 
And so what we've done is part of making this shift to these two uh, regional locations is that they're going to be hosted at local churches that we don't have to go out and rent audio and video stuff to do this. They already do this stuff 52 times a year on their weekend experiences. And so they're set up, they're equipped to do that, and uh, they're inviting you to be a part of it as well. I say all that to say it should drive the cost down for you and your group. Uh, I know the registration costs will be much lower, but you're still going to have, you know, logistical stuff of travel and um, those kinds of things that you got to deal with too. So, uh, man, if you want to join us at YouthConf East or YouthConf West this year, then you need to go to, get ready, gbnyc.org. And that's where you're going to find registration links. Uh, that's where you're going to find all the information for what is going on with YouthConf this year. And all that info is going to continue to be updated uh, with resources and things like that. But I also want you to know that that's just the tip of the spear. Uh, the goal is not just to put on a couple of events every year. The goal is to help connect you, equip you, and empower you to do ministry right where you're at. So we're going to take these moments where you guys bring your groups and we're all together in one place uh, to connect with you and to help you connect with other leaders. And we're going to have ongoing opportunities throughout the rest of the year, not just at these events where you as a youth leader, a youth pastor, um, can connect with other youth leaders and youth pastors. And we're all just going to help make each other better. So, um, super excited about these changes, uh, man, bear with us. This is all brand new. We're all, we're building this as we go. (laughs) Uh, so I will admit that to you. So uh, if you have questions, email me if you would like at preston.owens at generalbaptist.com. And I would love to connect with you. Uh, love to uh, help even explain some of this stuff in more detail if you need it. But anyway, that's been this episode of the Doing Together podcast. Uh, Aaron, what's our, what's our time? You know, we're at 42 minutes. Oh, yeah. that's, no, that's not uh, bad. Actually, I think I started it late. Because, oh, I told the youth pastors on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Get to talking. Uh, Yeah, you know. (laughs) So, Aaron, Tyler, man, thank you guys. I'm so grateful for you, and we are grateful for you all listening. And, uh, man, let's go. Let's go change the world together. Let's do it. Do it. Thank you for joining us this week on the Doing Together podcast. I want to thank Pastor Preston, Pastor Aaron, and Pastor Tyler for joining us on this episode and being authentic with our listeners. If you're a youth pastor, pastor, or advocate for the next generation, if you need more information regarding youth comp, leadership development, networking, or any other areas of youth ministry, please reach out to us as we continue to work together for the good of the church. If you haven't already done so, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you are using to access our content, and please leave us a review. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Doing Together podcast.